0: talk dirty to me the quick and the dirty with hillary and sandra
1: you're kidding me here are things
0: that i have put in my <laughs> mouth uh, oh my god hillary <laughs> it's what everyone is talking about Get jazzy on. i'm hillary from london and i'm sandra from ottawa and welcome to
1: the quick and the dirty podcast it's our halloween edition where we uh basically talk about the things that you talk about with your friends except we record them for well, posterity and to post them on the internet so we're forever embarrassed. I don't know why we think we're forwarding our career by doing this, but (laughs) so be it, right? You know, and since uh, we're coming up to Halloween, we are talking about all things scary.
0: Let's have uh, some scary quicks. What are you afraid of, Sandra? Uh, Driving with my 16-year-old who just got his G1. Oh! That was the scariest drive of my life the other day when you drive with a kid that doesn't know how to drive. I, oh I'm, my gosh. I now question the entire driving system in Ontario. I have no idea. So you basically can get a G1 by passing a written test and then you now can drive, get behind the wheel of a car and drive. That's, exactly, yeah. That,
1: that's not right.
0: That but is the not idea? Right.
1: The idea is that somebody who knows how to drive is beside you and they have the common sense to go slow and in areas that are not populated, like you're supposed to start in a parking lot.
0: Well, (laughs) well, I didn't know that.
1: What? Um, (laughs) Where (laughs) did you start? Okay. You and your son are in the car. It's his first
0: time in the car. Where do you start? We went, um, we took a 20 minute drive to the next town. Uh, taking like a, a little a little side street.
1: Oh my god. Now you're not supposed to
0: do that the first time. It was the first time that I had been in the car with him, but he's already been like a few times with the husband. Okay. But but even my husband would be like, I went for a drive with Olsen and then he'd give me a look like fuck. <laughs> so I should have known that this was going to be. But then I thought, listen, the kid knows how to drive. He's been driving a gator at the golf course and all these little machines with dad for years. He can drive. He just doesn't know the rules of the road, which I thought, you know, he's got a, a leg up. But when I really started to get nervous is when the kid's driving and you say, break. Now, from the time I say to the time you do it, you uh, give me like a second, right? Mm-hmm. This kid, five seconds later, he'll gently hit the break. I'm thinking, if we have a real problem right now and I scream break, this reaction time is not working for me. (laughs) Like, I was scared. And what the scary part is just how, how there was no confidence. And when you don't have any confidence driving behind the wheel of a car, you can make a lot of mistakes.
1: Well, he, something tells me he doesn't have a lot of confidence because you're telling him all the crap he's doing wrong.
0: What are you, you doing? To. Yeah, I know your guy was screaming, "Break, break!" Now you got to go left. Why aren't you signaling? <laughs> I'm screaming like a crazy
1: person. Like, did you have the talk? Okay, now we're going to practice. Like, you have to have a, a list
0: of things. Haven't you ever taught anyone anything? No, I'm a terrible teacher. I have oh, no patience. That's why I paid seven hundred dollars for the driving to do it and I figured it would be the best money I spent because I figured you know they know but then he, you know you got to get them out a bit to do the practical
1: right so um, you're supposed to do like practicing right so all right first let's practice signaling
0: yeah he got confused which way was which and I thought oh oh Fred kid if you don't know which the left and the right how are we going to do this how are Mom, we going to do this
1: the golf carts don't have signals I know
0: I know, it, but it makes you realize that as you become an experienced driver, those reaction things are learned, and it, that they're just not natural to hit the brake when you need to hit the brake and those kinds of things. So, And
1: it becomes second oh. nature, so you don't even have to think about it.
0: Exactly. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've come to work in the morning and not even remembered getting here. So. Oh, isn't that
1: the scariest <laughs> where you're so like, scary. I better
0: check the bumper? Yeah. <laughs> I think I hit something along the way, but I'm, I can't even really be specific. But yeah, so this, oh, I just, it's not my thing. It, he wasn't the worst driver in that nobody died, but it's still, it was scary. It was a little bit scary. Are you going to do it again or are you
1: going to leave it for Tim?
0: I'm going to, mm, I'm going to do it again. I think it's good for both of us. It, it helps me with my patience and my teaching skills. And um, and bladder control? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> But to, honestly, that was the scariest thing that's happened to me in a long time. Like, really just scary. And Now, then I were thought, are you worried for your own life or are you worried for his? All oh, yes. All of us. And the people. At one point, we were driving and we were losing the light. And it was getting dark. And I thought, well, that's life, right? It gets dark. And he has lights on. But we're not really driving in the city. We're driving to the next town on a secondary road. Right. And... Uh, we, and I said to him, you know, you know how to stay in the lanes, right? Because you should. And uh, we're driving, and there's a dirt road on, or, the, or the, you know, there's gravel on the side of the road. And as we passed it, there's like, kids teenagers walking along these these roads and I thought if my kid just gets off course a little bit um you know we're gonna have a, a situation on our hands it was just like too a close. big like a...
1: situation that you need to hide with a shovel that's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not a situation it's called murder and you know when, kid, when we get in the car the first thing he says is yeah let's drift <laughs> I was like no no let's not Let's never drift in this car again. So that was, yeah. So that's my quick this week. And honestly, just talking about it, it gets my heart rate um, up. But then I think to myself, once this kid is a licensed driver in a year's time, whenever he gets the G2, I can really take advantage of this kid. I could get him to drive me places and pick me up when I'm drunk. Like, this can really work out for me. Well, yeah.
1: In exchange for access to the car, right?
0: Exactly. That's what my mother did and her mother before her. That's what we used to do. (laughs) Family tradition. Absolutely. 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 So was your quick scarier than my quick this week? Uh, I wouldn't say it's like, it's about being scared. It's not scary.
1: Okay. So as we get closer to Halloween, my boyfriend becomes more of an asshole. (laughs) How so? So he loves scary movies. I'm not so sold on them. Like, I don't need to see them right away. They're okay. They're kind of interesting. But I get really sort of entrenched in them and involved. And half the movie I spend looking at the screen through my fingers or through his (laughs) armpit. And he loves
0: to see you scared.
1: His new thing is to suggest that we watch horror movies just so he can watch me watch horror movies. (laughs) He's such an um, asshole. That's an so, asshole. Uh, <laughs> I we we put on what was it? It was a conjuring one. It was the one with the doll. Oh, it's no. Annabelle
0: or Anna whatever, right? Bell. That oh, doll that is scary.
1: Fucking scary. <laughs> We put it like, Annabelle is she, on. Is she
0: like the female Chucky, by the way? Because I haven't seen it.
1: No, it's like I don't know. There's a demon in it, kind of. Of course, it looks like that. It's got like the white face and the creepy ass smile, and oh, it's like God. locked in a closet, and then gets let. <laughs> it's bad. It's and, not good. Uh, so he's like, "Hey, babe, why don't we watch Annabelle tonight?" I'm like, "All right, that sounds good. I haven't seen it." And he's like, "Yeah, me either." Well, he lied. <laughs> he has fucking seen it. <laughs> at the screen once he was just watching me and then he waits for like really tense times and then he'll go hey how are you and <laughs> I'm <like cry. laughs> it serves him right because I almost peed on his new couch good like,
0: what an good. Asshole. serves him
1: and right so he also likes to scare me by hiding around
0: corners no god why why do people do that and as
1: we get closer and closer to Halloween and the more scary movies or whatever, he he just does things. Like he'll <laughs> tickle the back of my neck when I, we're sitting on the couch, not watching a scary movie, but like after. And uh, my bathroom, like my apartment setup, I've got the two bedrooms kind of right as soon as you walk into the door, then the kitchen, the living room. Um, and then you have to walk down a long hallway to get to the steam room and the, the bathroom. So if you're coming back from the bathroom, it's like pitch black at night. He'll get out of bed in the middle of the night just to scare me.
0: Like, that's a lot of work. What an asshole. <laughs> that's, yeah. Uh, although a part of me respects that kind of commitment, honestly. <laughs> this man is like, got an agenda and he's going to see it through. But it,
1: at least it means he's, like, really considers me one of the family because we were at Thanksgiving <laughs> and he and his brother scared his stepmom so bad she cried
0: and peed a little. No. <laughs> Oh, see, it's so funny when it happens to other people. (laughs) Isn't it hilarious? (laughs) I love it when other people get scared. That's so awesome. But you know, that's like the thing. Horror movies are so great for a first date. Because you go to the horror movie, then you hold hands, and then you cuddle, and then you pretend you're scared and whatever. I think he's just trying to get laid, Hillary.
1: You you really think so? I think so. I think but he's I, trying to get a punch in the arm and not spoken to for three days.
0: I think he that's wants generally to jump, what happens. I, no, maybe he's just trying to get you to jump into his lap and like cuddle with him and then, you know, men hope that cuddling will lead to sex. Isn't that like for me, that seems like an obvious it's, you know, it's basic. No, because yeah, there's
1: nothing more romantic than me burying my arm or my head <laughs> in his sweaty armpit. I'm so <laughs> turned on my big protector who keeps scaring the shit out
0: of me. <laughs> I used to go. That was like my first date go to like the horror movie with guys. That's the excuse to hold hands. That's right? right. That's how you start. It's like, oh, I'm so scared. Can I hold your hand? Oh, thanks. Because I feel so much safer now. And I'm thinking, yeah, first base. <laughs> <laughs> but horror movies are so great that way. I, I am a huge fan of the horror movie genre. Uh, Friday the 13th, I've seen them all. Halloween, all of them. They got shitty along the way. What's but you know the what last
1: I mean? horror movie you saw?
0: Oh, it's been a while now since I've seen a horror movie. I got out of it. Uh, I rewatch them, though. Like, I'll rewatch the classics. Why? So, They're not, they, like, become funny after a while. Every time I see Halloween... And right at the end of the movie where Jamie Lee Curtis thinks she's killed Michael and she's like at the door breathing heavy like finally he's dead because he wouldn't die for two hours now. And she's (sighs) and then you see him standing up behind her every time I watch that movie girl you got to get out of there. (laughs) Oh, my God! Every time, every time I see that, it's the same thing. I'm screaming now, and people are looking at me. Oh, my God. But, yes, uh, that, like, uh, fuck. I, w- I wish they would have done a director's cut, just like an ending that would have suited me. Because I can't handle that movie. It's terrifying. Sandra pops yeah. up in the side of the screen. Girl! Yeah! Girl, you look behind you. And what about the changeling? Have you ever seen this crazy movie from the seventies called The Changeling? No, I haven't seen that. Don't, don't, just don't. <laughs> you it... know that the very first horror movie I ever saw was Hellraiser. I was like maybe
1: <laughs> ten, maybe, and yeah. we weren't supposed to be watching it, but it was on TV, and we were with a bunch of friends, and I just sat there with my mouth open, terrified, hiding under a blanket.
0: Like... <laughs> and now you're terrified of acupuncture that you can't explain. <laughs> Pincushions, all sewing of all kinds oh my god it was terrifying movies can leave this indelible mark on you that just scar you for life like just for life when i was a kid okay i'm going totally on a tangent now but you know those little moments in life that like speaking of people scaring you and stuff like that Mm -hmm. to this day i can't sleep with any body parts hanging over my bed ever Because that fucking witch is going to come out and grab me and pull me out into the bed. And I'm telling you, so years, just actually about five years ago, I was having a conversation with my aunt. And she's about 10 years older than me and used to babysit me. And she was laughing about all the the terrible tricks they would play on me when I was a baby, Hillary. She, She and my other aunt would hide underneath my crib and scratch to what scare you? me. <laughs> these fucking bitches did, did, that you, to me. did they never want your mother to sleep ever? Uh, clearly. And to this day, I because I was just casually mentioning how I have this phobia that I can't leave body parts over my bed, foot, arm, you know, because I'm really scared something's going to grab me. I, I fully mm-hmm. expect something to grab me. She's like, oh, sorry, that was me. <laughs> oh, shit. And they used to hide in the closet and make scratching noises, too. And to this day, I can't go to bed unless I look in the closet. I have to do a full, you know, closet check and I can close the light, close sense. the door and make sense. I think it's legit. Totally. So, yeah. Anyway, let's talk more about your horror movie. Fears. <laughs> oh, no,
1: I'm done with the horror movies. But I think this, <laughs> this quick and the dirty, we don't have a guest. We're just talking about shit we're afraid
0: of. Yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, yeah, we're talking basically about ghosts. Pretty much, I think for the most part that on this some because scary
1: stuff, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I did. I actually had an opportunity. Um, just just a little while ago to go on a full paranormal investigation.
1: Okay, so how did this opportunity come up, and what did you do?
0: Well, uh, there is a group in Ottawa called the Haunted Ottawa Paranormal Society, and they are true, like real live Ghostbusters. <laughs> like, there's Alex one in God.
1: southwestern Ontario too, and there's a London chapter as well.
0: Is there really? Yeah. Yeah, so it's, you probably or you will be one day invited to come on this paranormal investigation because, I mean, the whole idea is that the more media members they have talking about it, it I think it adds more legitimacy to the investigations, right? hmm In theory. Um, but they yearly, uh, they do a paranormal investigation yearly of this place called Watson's Mill south of Ottawa. And it's an old flour mill from the 1800s where a woman died uh, she died a horrible death, a violent death. In there, her skirt got caught up in um, oh. yeah, in what? God, I'm trying a turbine. Okay. And uh, her skirt got caught up in a turbine, and then she was pulled violently into uh, a wall, basically, and she died instantly. Oh. And and the story is so tragic because she was on her honeymoon. She was only been married for six weeks, and you know it was. What was really- she doing at
1: a mill on her honeymoon?
0: Her husband owned it. Okay, I know flour mill. It's not sexy. All right. Thinking. So it's a terrible, horrible story about how this woman died. So um, they they are convinced that this woman named Anne haunts this mill, and she lives there. And all uh, and she's not a, she's not a mean ghost. She's a friendly ghost, and she's very concerned about visitors when they come. Meaning, like she she people will say when they walk up the stairs, they'll feel somebody holding them. You know, like weird things like that will happen because okay. she doesn't want people to fall the way she did. And uh, so these these um, paranormal investigators will go with all their machinery, like video cameras, K two meters that um, read electromagnetic pulses.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Did you is... see anything? Like what
0: happened? I can't say that I saw anything, but they take you floor by floor by floor through the mill. So you go into the basement. The main. Do they have, floor, like the
1: lights off and stuff?
0: Totally off, because they they're trying to make it as fucking scary as possible. <laughs> and then they they start talking to the ghosts and they'll try to uh, ask, invite the ghost to come. So in the basement, they say there's a little boy named Timmy that lives in the basement who drowned Of course, there. Timmy, yeah. Fucking little Timmy drowned in the basement, of course. Okay. Then there's the Now, do they have a legit man.
1: history of these people? Like, can you follow the lineage? They say that, yes,
0: for Anne, the, the main ghost, <laughs> they <laughs> say little Timmy, they actually won't release the name or the details of his death because his uh, I think his family still lives in the area. So his his grandparents would still live in the area, so they choose not to. I call bull. I, me too. It's like how do you, uh, how do you not know in this day and age of Google and all that stuff? Yeah, when anyone
1: dies, everybody knows,
0: right? Unless it was like
1: the person hasn't been charged yet,
0: right? Yeah. I, I agree. I, I, I haven't taken any time to investigate it. I just took them at their word. I never, it never dawned on me that it wouldn't be true. Whatever. But then, they, then the, when you go in the attic, they said that there, there has been um, uh, a grumpy old man up there. <laughs> I don't know where fucking a gr- grumpy old man comes from, but he's quite the asshole, apparently. And he may have been a worker at the mill who died on the job. OK, so I guess you'd be grumpy, too, if you died at your place of work and you were stuck there for eternity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, those are the, the main three uh, spirits or entities huh. that haunt this place. I mean, it's really involved. So you uh, for for every single floor, we spent about 30, 45 minutes trying to summon the spirits of these people. And these K2 meters, which read electromagnetic fields, would start going off.
1: And, and did we- you see them go
0: off? Yeah. The, the, so what would happen is that the, the, these meters would be quiet and then all of a sudden they would start, you know, the, the bright lights would start going off. And Do you then,
1: feel like there's a button on the bottom that sets the lights? Like they were trying to convince you?
0: No. And here's why. These paranormal investigators are, I believe, legit. These people, I think, really want the truth. I, They they have devoted all of their spare time outside of their jobs To find out if there truly is life after death. And I don't think it would benefit them in any way to play a trick on me. You Hmm. know what I mean? I think they just truly want answers. And they're not trying to skew the results. They don't release any of these. They have some videos that are pretty compelling of things that they've investigated and found. And they they say that they opt not to always put it on the air. Or put it on the, the internet. Because everybody's a naysayer and so on. I think they just want the answers for themselves. Isn't that interesting?
1: Uh, that's really interesting, mostly because um, I'm going to say something kind of embarrassing.
0: Tell me. <laughs> that's unlike you.
1: <laughs> I uh, I feel like I I can't see dead people, but I can feel dead people.
0: That's not weird, because how many times have you been in a room and you get a bad feeling? But
1: it's more when I'm walking by an older building, especially, um, I can almost sense what life was like there before.
0: That's interesting.
1: Like I don't uh, see actual dead people, but they, they would technically be dead because it's a while ago. But right. I get this kind of eerie feeling whenever I'm in or around an old building.
0: That, you, just get like, a, you get a sense of what life was like for the people who used to live there?
1: It's weird. It's almost like a, I would say it's like a smell, but it's not a smell. But it's that sort of like you breathe in the life from that time for just a second. I don't have any specifics or anything, but it's just this sense that something is there.
0: That makes sense. And if okay, so if you believe in paranormal stuff, then you would believe that those spirits are entering our realm. Yes, I guess so. So why wouldn't you be able to go to their realm? I don't know. And by the way, do you like, like I'm talking about this? Like I know what <laughs> I, like yes. I have any idea of what I'm talking about. I'm so fascinated by this. And we, you know, I spent five hours in that mill, uh, you know, that Saturday night. Asking questions, learning about the investigation process and how mm-hmm. long it is and how, and Hillary, you know, they talk to these spirits. They're constantly trying to communicate with them. And then they go back in the privacy, you know, of their own homes with their equipment and they listen to the tapes. And that's when they say they hear all kinds of things they never picked up. Their, their you know, their, their regular ears didn't pick up. So, these high powered microphones will sometimes catch what they think are people talking back to them.
1: You're giving me goosebumps.
0: And the, well, they, play we all know the, uh, I'm
1: gullible, but.
0: Uh, well, no, me too, I'm a gullible person. I, because I kept saying to myself, like a normal critical thinker, what do you have to gain from trying to convince me that this is real? Nothing. Are you going to yeah, get rich to Yeah, but maybe Herman, they're just you know? lo-
1: Looney Tunes. Do yeah, do- 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 maybe do- 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 they are.
0: There, but there's enough of them for me to say, so all fucking 20, you are crazy and you're having a shared crazy experience. I'm not buying it. Is it TV? Like, what do you think makes us believe all this stuff? Maybe it's real. Maybe it is. Um, I, I. Why do we believe it? here i don't know if i do when i left that house i didn't walk away believing in it anymore because i think that if you probably got a scientist involved they could explain away the electromagnetic right the pulses and say, well, you know, it's the pipes under the ground, somebody, somebody was telling me that pipes can lead off these things. And I thought, but you know, they were asking the specifically Anne, the dead, the dead bride, Anne, all of these questions. And this electromagnetic thing was going off as if it was answering. The timing was perfect, you know. And I thought that is weird. It's it's she's like answering all the questions that we're asking her about her life and all these things. And it was just, it was odd. But right. uh, But the people that were part of this, I, I was the only, I would say, real skeptic in the bunch. Okay. I, I was invited to go. I wasn't somebody who, you know, most of these people who went were paid, paid pe- members of the public. They paid to be part of this experience. And they were like fucking kooky. <laughs> like real, like these people were ghost hunters. This woman claimed to be a medium and, and thinks she can talk to spirits. Another woman has gone to Salem because she she's drawn to, to witches and ghosts. And all they're right. all yeah, and everybody who was there besides me had all these crazy paranormal experiences in their day to day life. One woman claimed that she was at this place in near Salem and she was in a haunted hotel and that she woke up and she had been levitating and her husband had to pull her back down and he's sitting next to her going, yeah, it happened. I'm thinking, what the fuck? That's
1: crazy. (laughs) Have you ever had any sort of brush with the supernatural yourself?
0: Hillary, I go back to this one experience I had, and I keep trying to convince myself I didn't see what I saw.
1: Okay. What do you think you saw?
0: I think I saw my dead grandmother. (laughs) Okay. But then I keep thinking, well, I was in college. Maybe I was drunk. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I was sleeping. Yeah, I know. Yep. (laughs) So I'm sleeping. All right. And and, um, I uh, I was in my room. I shared an apartment with a friend, and it was the middle of the night. And I remember just I don't know why I woke up and I opened my eyes, and I remember just seeing a figure standing over me, and I and I was convinced it was my grandmother. I didn't see a face, but the figure led me to believe that it was. And it was really just a split second, maybe three seconds. I I stood or I stood I lay there looking up at this dark figure and then I and then I remember being terrified putting the covers over my head because that'll protect me (laughs) like a child you know (laughs) you cover your eyes it's not there and that's exactly what I did and and I willed myself to go back to sleep and I never came back out of the covers again until morning morning time but I've off I remember that vividly feeling do you think it it could have been like a
1: waking dream because sometimes yeah. those dreams feel like really real.
0: Well, I've over the years I've tried to change the narrative in my brain to convince myself of that. Anything's possible. All I can tell you is it felt one hundred percent real at the time, and I remember being scared worried, like, oh, it's grandma. <laughs>
1: well, what would she be coming after you for? She, I mean, well, what did you do coming... the night before?
0: My grandmother was one... <laughs> she was one of the most <laughs> the most beloved people in my life When when she died young. And I was 19 when she died. And so this would have been maybe three years after she died. And it left a real mark on me, her death. It was, you know, one of the most profound moments of my life. So I don't think she was coming after me. I always feel like... I was scared because it was, God only knows what it really was, what I was seeing. It was just scary to see something in my room, but I don't think Hmm. she was there to hurt me. Maybe she was there to warn me, don't go into radio. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Who knows? But what about you? Have you ever had a moment where you're like, God damn it, what was that?
1: Yeah. So when I was a kid... We went up north to visit my grandfather, and I pulled out of the basement my mother's Ouija board from when she was a kid. That's the worst idea of life. (laughs) And we ended up bringing it home with us, and I had heard somewhere that if you get, like, the devil three times, you're supposed to put it away for a while and, like, not use it.
0: (laughs) That's, like, that's very good advice. And I, I don't think at the
1: time I really believed in it. I don't know if I do now. But I was in the basement with my friend Heather and I had this like little oil lamp. It was like a glass jar with like a cork top and it had a metal thing with a wick coming out of the top. And we're just messing around with this Ouija board like, ha ha, this is, you know, you're moving it, I'm moving it, (laughs) ha 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 ha. Anyway, we end up getting the devil three times.
0: Okay, what, is, what does that mean, the devil, three times? When, when okay, it so you out like devil? ask,
1: who are you, right? and okay. then it's, and So it spelled out the devil or Satan three times. And three separate times.
0: Uh, you ask it three separate times and it answers three separate times that no, way? No, no,
1: no, no. So you like conjure a spirit and then you say, who are you? And it tells you who it is. And then it, you freak out because it's the devil and you push the thing to goodbye. Yeah. Right? So that happened three times.
0: Okay, how the fuck were you still down in that basement? You didn't get the hell out of there immediately the first time.
1: Uh, Well, because I was like, ha ha ha, very funny. So you're doing it. Like you just assume the other person is doing it, right? Of course. And then all of a sudden on the third time, I'm like, all right, ha 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 ha. The oil lamp that was totally functioning fine starts flickering and doing this weird thing. And then it lights around. The edge of the cork that's like the stopper in the top in a perfect circle. Like the the cork lights on fire. Oh my god. We freaked out. Of course you did. (laughs) I picked it up and I threw it in the sink and doused it with water. I never took that Ouija board out again. Like not once. Oh
0: my God.
1: I think we sold it at a garage sale and I like didn't sleep.
0: (laughs) You take the devil. Um, Do you know that that was one of the things that they brought up at this paranormal investigation, that you should never mess with a Ouija board? It's very important that you don't provoke spirits in any way, shape or form, because that way, well, especially with a Ouija board is because, first of all, you could be summoning something demonic. Right. Like (laughs) the devil. Like the devil, for example. (laughs) and 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 they say when you speak to people in life are you rude are you do you are you menacing do you are you rude no you're not why would you talk to a spirit like that and play with things you know nothing about and i thought that's a very good point um <laughs> that's the fair. other
1: thing the other experience with the paranormal it's actually my mom she had a dream and we were living in uh, i think i was maybe 7 or 8 and we were living in this house in uh, Bramalee, ontario and my mom had this terrible dream that my brother hung himself in our garage. Oh my and she God. She kept having this dream. And so she manipulated my father into moving because of this dream. <laughs> she just kept finding reasons why we should move, why now is the time. And I kid you not, the year after we moved out, the next family's teenage son no. hung himself in the
0: garage. No, no. Yeah. So, oh boy. So, I mean, those those are real coincidences, don't you think?
1: I hope so. Oh,
0: God, I, I hate stories like that. Are you sure? Has it just become, you know, like sometimes they're just, you know, are you sure it's true? My mom
1: says it is. I was too young oh, to know.
0: I know. That is just, that is horrible. Um, Do you believe yes or no? I don't know.
1: It's one of those things where I'm sure part of me believes, but I don't want to believe.
0: Well, why wouldn't you want it? Like, why wouldn't you want to believe in? I, because I, I like,
1: I value my sleep, Sandra.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and okay. my sanity. If, if
1: they And every time prove, my mom says something like this, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever.
0: <laughs> I, I, I get why people need to believe and want to believe in, in ghosts and so on. Because now you, then you are, you're actually proving life after death. And isn't there comfort in that?
1: Well it depends what kind of ghost it is, Sandra. Well, what kind of ghost do you going to? I don't think when when I think about life after death, it's not fucking with people left on earth. It's like (laughs) I wanna go to the happy place where everything is perfect and I can eat ice cream and have a thigh gap.
0: That's and (laughs) I want to go to the martini bar in the sky. Uh, Yeah. Where where there are no
1: hangovers. (laughs) I don't want to be fucking with people in a dark house in outdated clothing <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're not but here's the thing they're not fucking with people I I think that people think that you, there's a haunting or whatever I think that I, I don't know if they are I think that when you summon spirits you're asking for fucking trouble just stay out of it and I think that somehow they're, they're, they're walk there's different realms you know what I mean? You know when there's, they talk about different realms and stuff yeah, like that. Like, have
1: you seen the movie Interstellar? Yeah, it's like that's a space exactly what... movie, but like, love is the fourth or the fifth dimension, right? Uh, whatever dimension. I don't, dimension don't know. Dimension
0: is the word that I'm thinking of. A- yeah. Absolutely. That there's different dimensions, and that they may not necessarily want to be in your dimension. You know, shit happens. Sometimes <laughs> they end up in the wrong dimension. I don't you hate it when that happens. That's
1: kind of what I feel like when I look at a building. That you know how I say I, I sense. It's like. I'm getting a glimpse into that. Like, it's still happening concurrently.
0: Right. That's the scariest part, don't you think, when you're walking into what you what could be another realm? I mean, God, can you imagine? Imagine
1: getting stuck. I think that's what I'm afraid
0: of. Like Outlander. <laughs> I'm not into that
1: nerd ass show, but whatever, whatever.
0: But it's it's exactly like that—that you're walking into a different dimension, a different time. Um, Oh my god, time space continuum. So we're in a whole different thing now. But yeah, now we're talking about Star Trek. We're going to have to end this podcast before I hate (laughs) myself even more than I normally do. Do you know what? I don't. I don't know that I don't believe it, but I I can't say definitively. Yes, there's something out there. There's so much out there that I feel like science could prove. OK, you know what I mean? Like there, there's these smart people who could say, well, that's this and that's that. And that's this." There's so many videos out there that I, I don't know if it's true. And even this paranormal society showed me some very compelling videos of occurrences at this Watson Mill. They also aired some very compelling audio of things that they heard in Watson's Mill. And I kept thinking, I'm in I'm in the radio business. I know that you can manipulate audio easy peasy. It's not that hard.
1: Yeah, or there's somebody in the back,
0: like, someone in the back is going,
1: yeah. like, it could be anyone, and right? And they even like, told
0: us at the beginning, remember that when we're summoning spirits, please do not whisper under your breath, because our microphones will pick that up and it could we could interpret it as something else.
1: There's always some a-hole who wants people to believe. Like, right. I'm not... Maybe I'm just being skeptical, but well, you have I don't to be know. skeptical.
0: This is big. We need, you know what I mean? You can't take this one at face value.
1: That's there, a tough. Yeah,
0: there was something that did. They did show one video at the end of this whole thing. They gathered us into a room and they they showed us some videos that they have accumulated over the years. Maybe five or six videos. One of them showed uh, Timmy. They thought Timmy moving in the basement, and you could actually see the image. But again, it's like the Bigfoot thing. It's like grainy. It's like Timmy, fucking walk to the camera, please. So yeah, I like it could have just you. been a kid. That's right, Timmy. God, focus. And then there's, uh, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> fucking ghosts, eh? Uh, and that, but then there's <laughs> another one where they were talking about, you don't provoke this ghost. So th- they were apparently all up in the attic. They'd done their investigation, and they're all sort of sitting around a table chatting. And they were saying one of these ghostbuster guys, this mm-hmm. investigator guy, has a way about him that's kind of arrogant, and he doesn't talk to ghosts in a nice way. He likes to provoke ghosts, which is what you're not supposed to do. Right. And I guess they were all sitting around a table, and he was being being a bit of a dickhead and grumpy old man in the attic pushed him and in this video you see him clearly being pushed by something and he's pushed into another investigator and he's freaking out like did you see that i just got pushed now i don't know what pushed him but i did see him get something pushed him into somebody so you know what i mean you see that and it's like are you a g- great actor or did this really happen because to me it looked like a very casual moment in which the investigation was already over, but he's already, he's still being recorded.
1: I don't... Or is it like you trick your own brain into feeling things? Well, like, you is... know? Yes.
0: Yes, that's what I so thought. So you, you legitimately know what... yes. think that it's happening, but it's just, you've kind of, brought it on yourself sometimes when you want to see something bad enough you start seeing that thing bad enough or you start seeing that thing you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i i wonder if they've created it and i know they've heard this before i wonder if they've created a narrative about these ghosts and just sort of made it all fit very very nicely Mm -hmm. with their videos and their audio and their so on but at the same time having met these people and having spoken to them i just feel like they want to know the truth and i don't feel like they're in the business of playing with me you know hmm. so that's why I I think uh, I think I I'm open to to more information <laughs> if that makes sense okay and I'm still gonna sleep with my body parts on the bed and the closet closed because you never fucking know
1: yeah I'm uh just not gonna think about it because I okay. feel better not thinking about it
0: I think that's the perfect way to end this podcast. You're not going to think about it, and I'm just going to pretend it never happened.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like the bottle of wine I drank last night.
0: Absolutely perfect uh, i you know what I wish I could hear other people's ghost stories. Maybe for anybody who's listening to this podcast, you could you know reach out to us on social media and share your your ghost stories too because there's a lot of people out there and they've seen some things
1: and don't forget to follow the quick and the dirty on social instagram at hillary on air at sandra kiss one oh five three Twitter at hillary Welch at Sandra kiss one oh five three and Facebook at quick and Dirty podcast. If you've got a question for us, you can email us at thequickandthedirty at gmail.com.